We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. CMOS girlies. Happy Saturday, Emma. How's your day started off? Good, man. Um, Did Pilates. It's like finally has cooled off in the city today. I was walking outside. I was like, wow, this is like the first day since like, I don't know, April that I'm not sweating. And it was glorious. Yeah. And I'm not going to pit out all of my beautiful garments and have to hand wash everything like a little maid. Um, What was your breakfast for the, the morning? Um, I, what did I do? I had yogurt, the Kalina yogurt. I've been switching it up. I got like the whatever, I think it's like bourbon vanilla. I might be making that up. And then, you know, seed cycling mix, frozen cherries. And then actually a new nut butter has dropped. Kate and I, um, got nut butter from this brand called like green nut butter. And it's like peanut butter and mixed with like spinach and kale. I was a little skeptical at first, but honestly she slapped. So I had that on it. Um, so definitely just kind of a sloppy, disastrous mess, but in the best way possible. What about you? Yeah. Um, I had pancakes with also the green nut butter, the peanut butter one, and I had some sliced banana and dark chocolate. And I don't know why I think anytime you've had like any experience of like eating disorder, like you kind of demonize certain foods. And I don't know why I was scared of bananas recently, you know, just, I was like, Oh, bananas, uh, like not even high carb, low fat vegan days. But I just think you get in your head that like, this food is good. This food is bad. Like bread is bad. Rice is bad. This is bad. So, you know, I was staying in my lane as we say, and got a few bananas. So those have been really slapping. Haven't had that flavor in a while. Yeah, bananas do do slap. I feel like I bought a banana a while ago. Okay. I, you know, I had this grand thing I was going to make banana bread, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but I was telling myself that maybe I'll bake this weekend, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but, you know, besides food and adaptogens and all that type of shit, any other exciting updates over there? Um, no, just work. Yeah, new work. That's fun. Um, other things occurring in my life. I'm just going to keep private because <laughs> I don't feel like giving y'all the, the deets on my personal life. But yeah, life is good. Life is good. I feel like I'm like in a good place for once, which is surprising because I feel like I'm never satisfied with life. Um, so take that as you will. Love. We love for Emma. I feel like a few podcast episodes when like before you got your job, you were like, my life is doomsday. And I wonder if people listen to the podcast like out of order. And if they like listen to that one, then listen to this. And we're like, wow, Emma's life's a... Yeah, just so you know, CMS Girlies, my life is like so much better now. I survived and I persisted. And just know that like, if you, you can tackle whatever it is that you put your mind to, believe in yourself. I know it's hard. <laughs> I never believe in myself, but a girl did it. I did it. She did it. She did it, everyone. She's out on the other side. Um, yeah, you know, it's end of summer. The, I'm ready for the fall weather. I'm entering a shit chapter of my life where I'm just stressed as fuck all the time. Um, it's a product of me not being able to say no to things and just taking on more and more work and piling myself up and then, you know, close the inbox, finish the emails and five new ones appear. And I'm like, I want to do this. Um, Circle of life. Yeah, truly how it is. And I think for me, we'll get into organization in the pod because maybe I need to take my own fucking advice because I'm working probably, I would say like three part-time jobs just between like podcast, this journalism job I do. And then um, like content creation is like now like a very, very present job for me, unfortunately. I don't know. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's cringe, but it's also like, you know, whatever. 
And now I'm studying to go to law school. And so that's like a fourth um, job that I have. And that's just hellscape. I woke up this morning and was doing my logic games. And it's like some, an example of it. You have to draw all these fucking diagrams and you have to, you kind of have to treat it like a game. Otherwise it's really boring and stupid. It's like, Sally has a pair of loafers and John is wearing a pair of red shoes. Is Sally wearing green shoes? And you have to like figure all those like fucking questions out. So yeah, I woke up and did that at 8 a.m. Uh, truly get the mind fucking going in other ways. So that's my life. Kate is pursuing her lifelong dreams. I'm um, proud of you, dog. But yeah, today's episode, episode 43, it's just general back to school advice. We know a lot of you CMOS girlies are entering college or maybe already are in college and high school. And everyone is always looking for tips and tricks to kind of, you know, navigate life as a wellness god in those, you know, environments, because I think it can be very isolating, um, you know, when you are someone who goes to bed at 9 p.m. and like wakes up at 7 a.m. and goes on silly little walks and, you know, doesn't really partake in going out culture and maybe, you know, trying to figure out how to get access to, you know, maybe some more like niche health foods when you're on a meal plan. So we're here to help you out. Yeah. And I think I speaking for myself, at least, I think I'm a lot more tapped into health and wellness than I was when I was in college. Like I am freshman year me versus me now is like very different how I approach all that. I don't think I was, I didn't know what an adaptogen was when I was a freshman in college. Right. And so I think in retrospect, I can probably have some tips about if I were to enter college now, um, you know, maybe I'll be entering college next year, but that's like law school. So it's a different thing. Um, but yeah, I think also Emma and I, just as a preface, if we want to say I went to NYU, um, which so living in New York City, I lived on the dorms my freshman year um, and then moved off campus after that. I was on a meal plan my freshman year, then I was off my meal plan sophomore year. And, you know, I studied in the school, we should just introduce ourselves, people are gonna ask fucking questions. I was in the Gallatin School of Individualized Study, where you make your major, did some stuff in fashion and journalism, and then I pivoted to do politics and law. So my concentration academically was in politics, environmental stuff, and law. Um, Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I went to the Fashion Institute, uh, definitely a very small campus in New York. And I lived in a dorm my freshman year, I had like meal credits or just like dollars. So I was just able to spend it however I wanted. I wasn't on like a strict meal plan. And luckily in my dorm, I had like a full kitchen. So I was able to grocery shop and I was like near Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. So I definitely am like very like lucky in that sense that I had access to that as opposed to like, you know, living in a college town. And then I moved out and got an apartment my sophomore year. And so that's really when I had to, you know, really grocery shop, cook for myself, do all of that. And I studied fashion business with a specialization in buying and planning and a minor in ethics and sustainability. So just kind of the business side of fashion, lots of Excel and math stuff. It's not very sexy. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little introduction to our college selves, how we were, yeah, what our college was like. I also, one thing I played volleyball my first two years at NYU for the school. And so a little bit of things that changed my meal plan now that I remember is that Um, We traveled every single weekend outside of New York City, and so we would get meal money. Um, Division three, you don't get any athletic scholarship. All my money was academic, but I got like tuition decreased. But you would get money when you were traveling on the road because they figured like you can't use your meal plan if you're in the middle of fucking Pennsylvania. So then we would able to spend that, you know, go to Chipotle, go to grocery stores, whatever the fuck. But I was vegan during that time. So um, that's a whole story in itself. I had like a relapse back to my eating disorder while I played volleyball into college because it was just a lot with uh, the whole situation there. Uh, And I probably won't be elaborating. A lot of people ask me like why I played volleyball, why I quit volleyball. Got to keep some things private on the Internet. You could have people listening that I don't know what their view is. So that's that. But we're going to read off your DMs. We got a lot of them and yeah. Emma and I haven't opened them yet. So yes. And obviously, you know, some of them might, you know, be more applicable to your personal life than others. And obviously, you know, each college campus is going to be different in what you have access to based on like funding, et cetera. Um, so yeah, definitely just, you know, pick and choose whatever you want to try to apply into your own life. Hopefully we help you. Um, but if we don't, you know, that's, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, just two wellness gods over here. Okay, I'll call you back in a sec, dude. Hey, wellness gods. We're here with our newest podcast sponsor, Recess. Here's what they have for you CMOS girlies. 
First of all, Resos makes canned sparkling water infused with hemp and adaptogens for calm and clarity. It includes some of our favorite ingredients, like L-theanine and lemon balm. When I drink a recess, it keeps me calm and focused on staying in my lane as a wellness god, regardless of white claw drinking bros have to say. Their newest product is Recess Mood Powder, which features mood-lifting magnesium, balancing adaptogens, and electrolyte in powder form, so you can add some calm to whatever you're drinking. Recess Mood Powder is a staple in my nightly beverage routine, and I love knowing that I'm getting all the great benefits from the magnesium while also staying hydrated. I know all of us CMOS girlies could use a new beverage to add to our bedside table. That's why you should check out Recess. Head over to their website and use code CMOS girlies for 15% off your order. You know, Emma and I can't shut up about starting your day with the perfect oatmeal toppings. And you're probably thinking, what could be better than securing a bag of maca powder or matching with a boy who actually knows what adaptogens are? Um, hello, a large and juicy medjool date. That's why we're so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Julie's. Julie's is a pantry staple for all the wellness gods. Their hand-picked medjool dates from Coachella Valley, California are certified USDA organic, naturally vegan, and free of all allergens. There is no better way to snack on Jolie's than with your favorite nut butter or on a bowl of oats. And Jolie's even has a date syrup to drizzle on a stack of pancakes. So if you want to taste some Jolie's for yourself, definitely use code CMOSGIRLIES for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. We're back. We're going to give you our tips. So the first question we got in the DMs is, Hey, I had a question regarding what type of planners, if any, you guys would use during school to keep yourself organized or any other organization tips you might have. So for me, I'm not a girly with like seven different highlighters that color coordinates my notes. Just not my cup of tea. We can get more into organization tips like in this little chat here. I had a planner and I mostly just had it for a weekly schedule. And so I would write like due dates basically. Um, But I know some people do better if you have like monthly planners or like a calendar in front of you, that could be something that's helpful. But I would just have like a journal and then kind of write out that week. Like if I had any major assignments coming up, deadlines, like I said before, or like you have this many chapters due. And I mean, maybe like, for example, NYU, I would take four classes at once. And if I was working, I would take one less. And so yeah, I would like write one class out in my schedule, write the next class out. So that's kind of my, I like never really used a planner. I'd buy one. And then I would just like mentally take notes of like what things were due. So I like never had to rely on a planner because I'm just really good at like memorizing due dates. Obviously, like that's probably not the best. That that is just truly my own personal experience, but I don't think you need to go out and spend $30 on a fucking planner. Um, Like literally go to the dollar store and buy a planner. I think it's just like, you know, whatever, you know, will hold yourself accountable, whether it's setting like reminders in your phone and the calendar app. Um, But like it's, it is helpful to have, I would say like all of your classes split up. So then like, if you're really spending a lot of time, I guess one thing mentally I would do is maybe like Sunday, I would do this like planner outline. I guess I kind of did use a planner. I mean, I didn't have one of those like cringy planners, like, you know, the water bottles that are like drink this much water. I don't have one that's like, what's your manifestation today? Um, but the let's say Sunday like night, yeah. Sunday night, I would say like, let's say I had, I'll just make it easy, a math, science, and English, and a Spanish class. Let's say I had math class on Tuesday and Thursday. I'd write that in the journal and I would say, what chapter do I have to be to by Tuesday, then Thursday? Do I have any upcoming assignments this week? No. Do I have a test? No. And do that for every single class because if there are, I think, and then going into the week, which I'm trying to say, sorry, is that let's say one class, you're going to have a really big midterm exam. That's 50% of your grade. You want to dedicate a lot of your time to doing that and like scale back on how much energy you're putting into your other classes. For me with college, it was a very reading heavy thing. Um, Each class and average in the program that I was in, you'd read about 250 pages a week per class. So you can imagine you just had to get really strategic with how you were allotting your time, which is gonna be a learned skill. I think the first two weeks, you're just gonna have to like figure out like professors, how much they expect of you and like comparing your classes to each other, which one you think is gonna be really hard and which one you think is just gonna be like show up and talk shit and leave yeah I think just like to kind of round out this this question yeah I think just like planning ahead is really important like looking ahead and like the syllabus and like if you know that like you have a test coming up in the next few weeks kind of like preparing for that so you're not screwed and doing everything last minute yeah um okay next question oh I'm so excited about the college episode I'm freshman I have a lot of anxiety around how to still be a wellness god while on a meal plan and with limited time and funds first what were your guys's favorite snacks to have on hand in the dorm any other pantry staples to keep 
What are some space saving hacks for wellness goodies? Because supplements, canisters of protein powder take up a shit ton of space. Third, I've already have been looking at the college menu and I've noticed that they cook their chicken, roast potatoes, eggs, et cetera, and canola oil. And I know those things will have to be my staples. Any tips for overcoming food fear? Um, first for like snacks, I think just like having stuff that like, you know, is going to be like kind of quick and to fill you up. So like, I always probably had like nuts and like, you know, maybe medjool dates. I, you know, crackers, hummus, um, you know, granola bars, honestly, they are like a lifesaver, especially like in between classes, if you don't have time to like get an adequate meal in, um, other pantry staples to keep, I think just like things that are really quick and easy to cook and don't require a lot of like pots and pans. Like I always had oatmeal. I always had nutritional yeast. Um, I always have, I'm trying to think what else, like maybe cinnamon and like a nut butter, like, and chia seeds. Like I definitely kept it to the basics just cause like I was sharing a dorm with three other people. And like, we all had to like split up this tiny ass fucking apartment. Um, so I think just like only really having what you like truly need. I also think too, it depends on if you have, um, a microwave kitchen refrigerator in your dorm, I would say try to get a mini fridge or a microwave. I know that college dorms are really tiny, but I just like can't imagine having it without it. I specifically chose to live in a dorm with a kitchen. So I had a fridge and oven and pantry and kind of suss out your roommates. I think that's one good thing to do. Like the first few weeks is like really establish boundaries. Like if you let someone like leave their hair in the shower for the first two weeks, it's going to be there for the rest of the fucking year. So you really, and I think with food, you really, if you're going to be someone that's going to cook a lot, be clear about like, Hey, Hey guys, I have class at 9am on Monday and Wednesday. So I'm going to need the kitchen at 8am because if everyone's trying to scramble, it's just going to be really messy. And that's like added drama you don't want. So I think making sure that you have enough kitchen space where you feel like you can have food in there and feel comfortable with it too. Um, space saving hacks. I don't know. Only really buy what you need. Like don't go overboard. Um, my apartment don't need a million powders. I, yeah, I didn't even have adaptogens. I just had oatmeal and like maybe spirulina. So that's one thing. And I think just making sure you're not buying too many, like, yeah, things that can go bad or go rotten. I never wanted to personally share with my roommates. I was like, this is my food. This is my stuff. You know, some people do, but I just think makes sense on certain items. But if you're going to buy your specialty protein powder and then they're going to use it, that's just like weird Venmo transactions you probably don't need. Um, next, um, kind of getting over like food fear. Cause like you said that they cook a lot of stuff in oil. Thing is like you stressing over something that you have no control over is probably going to do more harm than you eating the potatoes with canola oil. Also, it's just like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you have no idea if they're using like olive oil or canola oil or like how much salt they're using. So I think it's like, you know, you're going to have to make the most of it. And like, you're not going to die if you consume canola oil, like everyone fucking does, like it's impossible to be perfect. And also it's like, again, it's out of your control and you know, that's just like something that you're gonna have to get comfortable with. Like, I have no idea how how they cooked any of the shit in my, you know, cafeteria. I think with NYU, they tried to be transparent where like you could look on the website for the calories of everything. But I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. I will fucking spiral. The only issue is that if anyone eats like a specialty diet, like vegan, vegetarian, you might have to ask the chef to cook stuff. But then at the same time, like NYU is a very like political campus, obviously, and kind of like food activist as well. And so a lot of vegan kids were saying like, you're cooking the vegan tofu in butter, or you're cooking this in an animal product. And so depending on like the amount of information you have access to, it could be good. Like we were saying that like, oh, I know if this is vegan or not, but also like, I don't really think it's like, yeah, healthy to know if something has canola oil, like Emma was saying, all the restaurants do it and you're not going to die. You are not going to die. I probably ate so much weird shit at the dining hall. The next one is, next question is, how do you find who you are? I struggle with finding myself and being my authentic self. This question is kind of like really impossible, um, to be honest, but um, I would say don't, especially like your freshman year. I know everyone says this whenever you listen to like college advice things, like you're not going to meet your best friends, like the first week of school. And so I don't think like, obviously just like treat people like shit when you get to campus, but at the same time, like focus more on yourself than like the people that live in your dorm, the people that are in your first week of classes, you're going to meet so many people. And like, you're also going to change during the process. I think for me in retrospect, like with college, this is just a general life thing is like, I always tried to control my path. You know, I never would have said like, oh yeah, 
what do I do after graduating NYU? Like I bust my ass to get in there. Oh, I'm making memes and I'm making TikToks. Like what the fuck, you know, you don't have any sort of idea where you're going to be. And that's like really difficult to grapple with. But I think once you allow yourself to really follow wherever your passions go, like I just had to trust my intuition that like quitting volleyball was the right thing. Did I cry my eyes out and felt like I was a failure for a long time? Yeah. When I was like, I want to do politics and law and felt like I was going to fail my first fucking classes because I was doing fashion stuff. Yeah. So it's, I think just following your gut and really trying to stay grounded in that. That's like, the yeah. And also like college is like a very like transformative experience. And I feel like throughout those four years, you will just like slowly find out who you are. So don't put pressure that like you have to discover who you are your freshman year or whatever. Like it'll just like happen gradually over time. Like I, like after graduating, I'm like, wow, I have changed so much and I know exactly who I am now to like an extent. I think it's just like, it just happens naturally. Um, so I wouldn't really put too much pressure on it. Cause I think when you're like too self-aware, then that's when you can get like really stressed out or overwhelmed and maybe become like really hypercritical of yourself. Yeah. Um, next. Hi, I have some questions before I go back to school. How to stay a wellness god at school. Last year, I completely lost myself. How to stay motivated to eat healthy. How do I tell myself what's okay if I don't want to go out every weekend slash how do I tell my friends them that without them judging me? Um, I think just stay a wellness god, you know, it's just like developing really good healthy routines that can that you can, you know, stick to. And obviously, you know, college, there's gonna be so much that's out of your control and like you're gonna not be able to, you know, have access to like what you did when you were back home. So I think just like, yeah, making the most of what you have and just creating really good routines that stick with you. I was going to say adapting. Like, I think for me, there's certain points I can pinpoint in college where I was pissed that my new life wasn't like my old life. I was pissed, like, for example, volleyball, traveling on the road every weekend. I had to eat like just granola bars for every fucking meal. And I had to sit in a van for nine hours and I couldn't go on walks and shit. And I was like, fuck, I wish it was back like home. Those uncontrollable things, like, okay, you have an 8 a.m., get the fuck over it. Like, I think being adaptable to obstacles in your way is going to be really helpful in terms of wellness stuff because you can't, certain things, like Emma was saying, like, you're not going to be able to have access to all the food you want. Sorry. Like, that's just a a factor of it. And so you're going to only be in college for four years and so just really enjoy it. Like, I wish that I would have spent more time doing stuff that now I don't really do in my routines, if that makes sense. Like, I've not, you know going out to Chick-fil-A every night and getting hammered every night. But there are certain opportunities where I'm like, well, now that I'm an adult and like, you know, quote, an adult is still like a fucking fake adult. I don't have a chance to do that. So I think just be as ingrained in the moment as you can with college. Um, How do you stay motivated to eat healthy? I think a lot of the difficulties with college is like social eating. Um, If everyone around you is like, let's go to the, let's go to this place. Let's go to this place. You don't really have autonomy over that. But in terms of eating healthy, I think it's going to have to be driven from you. You can't like rely on other people to create like healthy habits for you. Yeah. And I agree. And I think also it's like, you know, you know, what probably makes you feel good and not good when you eat certain things. So yeah, it's going to be very like personal. I'm not going to tell you like tips and tricks for that. Um, And then how do I tell myself that it's okay if I don't want to go out every weekend and like how to have friends not judge you. I think you just have to be like, really just like, listen, guys, like, I, this is like not my like lifestyle. Like I can't keep up with you guys. And like, if I need a night in, just like, please let me be. And I think like for me in college, there's plenty of weekends where I didn't go out and I was completely fine with that. Cause like, I knew deep down that that's what I wanted. And I think it's like, you know, you can still find ways to connect with your friends other than, you know, going out to bars every weekend. Yeah. Um, I would literally say like, I'm studying like every night I would just be like, I'm studying. And if people really can't respect your boundaries, they're not going to be good friends. They're not going to be someone that's going to look out for you when you are hammered 2am at the bar. They're going to like leave you there because they're a piece of shit. And I do think also like it's a reflection on them. If they're not able to understand that it's like a maturing thing. Cause I know like if I was let's yeah if I was younger and someone said oh I can't come to your birthday party I would be devastated or not even party but like to hang out with you so I think you'll mature and understand it with time that people like grow their own different ways if that makes sense next one hey Kate and Emma I'm about to be a senior in college and want to know if you have any advice for someone's last year or any budget-friendly things to do with friends that's always getting food and or drinks yeah I had to cut off people that were like let's get brunch every Sunday I was like babes I can't spend forty (laughs) dollars for no reason. And I also bought groceries. Um, so I think things to do with friends, maybe like a car ride. I mean, this is going to be hard because I don't know like what type of campus you have. If you like could go on a car ride to a new part of town and go thrifting or to an art museum or to a gallery or something. I mean, 
Emma and I just go on walks here and yeah, I was gonna say like you know movie theater just like hanging out like on campus like maybe like you know if everyone has some free time during you know the day just to, like hang out and like you know get coffee or something um you guys can bake together or cook together like I know some of my friends and I would always like you know make like pesto or some sort of like pasta in like someone's dorm and like that was like a fun way obviously I don't know if you have a kitchen or not but I think there's like ways to still have fun without you know spending a shitload of money yeah and then being a senior in college so it's interesting I was thinking about this I saw TikTok and this one girl was like I'm graduating college this year and I've literally been on campus for half a year because like the last two years have pretty much been fucked for everyone so Emma and I are both seniors when it was COVID and we both had half of senior year because we graduated early. Mm. So I didn't really have any traditional like, oh, this is our last time going out. Like I, I didn't, I didn't ask to meet my professors I had senior year. Um, I would say senior year, I think the biggest things for me that I like re- retrospectively am thinking about is this overall college tip. One, if you like a professor, get to know them and be a little bit of an ass kisser. That is probably, you guys are probably gonna think that's annoying but these people really matter. They are not going to be like specialty people in the field that you're really passionate about for no reason. I mean, some colleges do just have like professors on tenure that are assholes, but don't take their classes or don't really care about their classes, but get a network, get a network of three to five professors that you really fucking like pay attention in their class, participate. Like I'm the kid that always talks in class and you guys might find that to be like the annoying personality in class. But at the end of the day, they're going to write you letters of recommendation. They're going to help you. They're going to know someone that's going to be at this place that you want to get um, a job at after graduating. A lot of my professors in politics and law stuff were like, oh yeah, the Brennan Center for Justice. Like I know someone who works there. Let me introduce you. So it's going, that's like my biggest, I think like advice for being a senior is like start to critically think about like possible industries or possible places of employment and just throw them out to the professors that you have as advisors and mentors now. Um, yeah. The social stuff, I don't really know. Yeah. Like, um, next question. Game, I don't know. <laughs> what was usually available in the dining hall? Um, again, it's going to be very, you know, unique to each campus. For me, there was like a salad bar. There was like pre-made sushi and then like some hot bar. I really only kind of stuck around at the salad bar. Luckily, I didn't like have to eat every single meal there. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like, you know, dining hall food is not going to be the best. And you know, you just got to kind of make the most of it. Yeah. And I think some people too, like I ate at the hot bar and the salad bar, depending on what there was, but like, I think now I just eat meals. Like I have snacks here and there if I'm really hungry, but like maybe your college experience is just going to be like snacks. Cause the meals are bad. Like if they make shitty burgers or like the fish is undercooked or something, maybe just get used to the whole snack life. That could be a helpful thing. Um, the next one is going to be, Hi, I'll be a junior at college this year, but I struggle with healthy meal options that don't require a lot of cooking, only access to a microwave, only eat so many sweet potatoes. So we kind of answered that a little bit. Um, I think if you do have, I mean, this is like difficult, but if you have like a friend that has access to a kitchen, like maybe try to do that. I know that there are a lot of those like Dr. Prager's burgers or Annie's burgers, Bonza pasta. So I think you just have to get creative with the staples, like that of your diet. So everything's not boring. I mean, I'm someone that I can eat the same shit every day, but that might not be it for you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, next. Hey, Seamouse girlies. I'm going into my second year of college, but first in person on campus, I'll be living, I'll be living in an apartment. So I'll be doing most of my own cooking and shopping. What are some appliances you think are worth investing in? What are some of your recommended food staples, slash meal ideas, best grocery shopping tips? I appreciate all the help I can get. Um, I'll be, um, in MPLS, um, is that Minneapolis? Um, so we have Ezex, Target, Fresh Time, Farmer's Market, when the weather is nice, yada, yada, yada. Um, appliances. I think, you know, if your apartment doesn't come with a microwave, probably a microwave. I don't have a microwave in my apartment and I am kind of struggling, but I'm also like, I just like to see how far I can go without one maybe like a water kettle. Um, I honestly think like some sort of good blender, whether it's Nutribullet, I have a Vitamix. I invested in that and I really, really like it. I think that over like a food processor, honestly, because a blender can do basically what a food processor does and many other things. Um, probably microwave. Yeah. And a, um, blender are my top tips and like a good set of knives. Cause you yeah. don't want to be cutting, cutting your fingers <laughs> off yeah. on some dull knives. 
I don't, I don't know about the air fryer shit. I don't have one. I only had a microwave and like the water kettle, like Emma said. And then with pots and pans, like don't bring like your mom's like 10 piece pan thing. One, you're not going to use it. Just get a tiny pot and then a tiny pan. Like that's all that I needed when I did have a kitchen in my dorm room. And it lasted me throughout. Like, I don't, like I was saying, I don't think you need any of the weird like zucchini spiralizers or that type of shit either. It's just going to take up space. And like, if you're moving in with roommates, text everyone before, like, who's bringing this? Because that was an issue where one of my room living situations, there were three microwaves. And then two of us had to sell ours. And I was like, God, this is a fucking nightmare. Next one. Uh, hello, I'm a current student. Saw your post about the CMS University. It isn't a question, but something to maybe touch on is the intense eating disorder culture amongst girls at college. It tends to be very persuasive and sneaky. I definitely catch myself sometimes. Food is definitely harder at school. I'm vegan, taking good to yourself, but it's tough when people brag about not eating. Yeah, for me, every, I think I've been in like toxic cultures just from playing sports. So many girls are like, oh, I'm not going to eat before we play. Or like, I only had a coffee before class. Just, I think another thing that can be helpful with college is like thinking about your college grades and college experience as almost like you're an athlete. For me, that's something that really helped me stay clear of like eating disorder behaviors is like, if I don't eat enough, I'm going to fail my test because my brain is not going to be able to fucking function. And that's been something that's been helpful with me for LSAT stuff, because I've been really anxious about having to take this test and the test determining my future. And it gets back into like spiraling in high school. Like right when I was taking the ACT, that's when I had my eating disorder. And I like sat down and like journaled and like thought about it. I was like, okay, why am I turning to like restricting food? It's because I don't want to face the obstacle in front of me. So I think with food, like you need to treat your body well to get through college. And that's just like a general thing that you're going to have to grow into that. Like, well, everyone around me might be like doing all these weird detox things. I know that I'm focused on my larger goals yeah no I agree I think it's yeah really just like cutting people off if they are being really toxic and saying a lot of that stuff like I definitely feel like you know just going to a fashion school I was definitely very much exposed to a lot of people who were very caught up in their appearance and that was like very um like difficult obviously But like Kate said, I think like, yeah, really treating your college experience as like, yeah, a a sport almost because like you do need like food to function and like you want to be able to like, you know, be successful in your studies and everything. Um, But yeah, it's like really hard. Just like, you know, like I think we always try to say stay in your lane, but it's like really difficult to do that. I also think with college too, like high school, you know, an oyster of the world college, you're going to meet people from everywhere. And that is also a reason that like, in high school, you might've had to keep some people around because you didn't have many friends. You wanted to have someone to go do activities with whatever. They might be a little bit toxic college. You meet someone a month, they're saying shit. You confront them. They keep saying shit, toss them out. Like that could be really mean. And you're not treating people as disposable, but you have to treat yourself as like the main character. I hate when people fucking say that, but like you are the priority. And if someone is not treating you well, just like literally kick them out of your life because Emma, how many people do you know from FIT still? Like I probably stay in contact with like two. <laughs> if it wasn't for social media, I think I would have you. And I don't know. I like actually know under 10 people NYU first name and last name. And that's a product of my own behaviors of just being like a workaholic while I was in college. But you really don't have to have this like 30 group, 30 girlfriend group. I mean, that's like terror to me to think about. Yeah. Um, Do we want to maybe take a break and then we'll hop back into some more questions? Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk to y'all in a bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back. So next we have, how do you keep a balance between school and personal life? Any must-dos for stress management? Any productivity tips, products, et cetera? How to manage your time while also getting enough sleep, feeling good, et cetera? I think like the best way to like for stress management is just like being on top of your shit and like being organized and like getting your stuff done and not, you know, procrastinating. Obviously, like I've been guilty of procrastinating a lot of like schoolwork in the past, but that's like when you're just going to be more and more stressed because like, you know, that there's something that you need to work on, but you're just like avoiding it and then like doing the last minutes, like the fucking worst. Um, so yeah, I think just like, again, finding like a good, like study routine that works for you. So like you, you know, are on track. Another thing with studying, some people love to study with others. I personally don't. Um, the times that I've had to for group projects is like, I know 90% of the information, the other dipshits in the group know 40% and I'm teaching them as like, I would be the assistant professor. So I think that's also like a iffy area of like, if you want to spend a lot of your time in these study groups, because you're going to be talking about the boy you saw in your class. You're going to be getting coffee. You're going to be waiting for someone else to come. I've had the, like, I've been in situations where I've had to go to study groups. We studied for 20 minutes. It took four hours for all of us to get our shit together. So I think that's one thing to avoid. One note-taking tip that I like religiously do, because I take all my notes to my computer, unless you have to take them in paper, I'll do it. But getting in a really good strategy of making, um, I think studying for tests, one thing that I did productivity-wise is making sure you have like Google doc for that day of class. And then your next day of class for the midterm going through and making a document with all of the information while the semester is going, do not do it during the week. So like every two to three weeks, I would go in for every single class and kind of think about like, am I on schedule with reading? Like, am I ready for the midterm? Do I have an idea of what my, what my thesis for this paper that's coming up in a month to be just to check in mentally, to make sure you're actually like processing your class. Cause like Emma said, oh no, fuck the midterms tomorrow. And I don't even know like the first subject we studied. Cause I think that's one thing from high school to college is that you have less workload than you did in high school. I thought college was easy compared to high school. Oh, significantly easier. I mean, which I was, like almost like bad for me. Cause I like honestly developed such a bad like work ethic. Cause I like didn't have to study or do anything to like get yeah. good grades. And like high school is like the complete opposite. Well, you're, you're up from eight to 3 PM. You probably have some extracurricular activity to have on your resume for, to go to college. You're eating dinner and then you're studying from like seven to 10. I mean, that's like what I was doing every fucking day and then playing volleyball on the weekends. And so, um, going to college, if you have one class in a day, that is a lot of unstructured time. And I think that's honestly where kids fuck up in college is because you have from 11 a.m. until midnight, like you only had one class that day. Yeah, you could go just get fucked up with your friends or you could go grocery shopping and then do your laundry and then study. So that's going to be the biggest transition, I think, from high school to college is like structuring the unstructured time in a way that is like manageable for you. Yes. Next question. Advice on balancing healthy diet while also having a social life that entails going out to eat a lot. Once again, was not social. Um, so speaking from no experience, but I think like, I mean, imagining you're going out on the weekend. So like, if you're able to think in that like 80, 20 mindset, where like, I know that 80% of my meals are what I'd want it to eat throughout the week. I feel good. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you just like follow wherever the, the friend group goes. That could be a helpful mindset. I mean, for me, I was just like, I'm studying. I gotta- I think also like my best memories that I have from college were like the ones where I like went out and did stuff. Like, I don't remember like- all the nights that I stayed in, yeah, exactly. I, like, I, don't I didn't like develop any great memories for me just like hanging out in like my bedroom studying alone on a Friday night. So I think it's just like, you know, college is a time to like have fun, like let loose. Like this is like the one time where you really don't have responsibility yeah. and you can kind of be like silly to an extent. And so I think just like allowing yourself to like live and like be free and like in the moment you'll like definitely be so grateful that because like once you graduate and like you start working and like you don't have a life again, um, you're going to like sometimes wish that you were able to like have more of those experiences. Yeah, for sure. Next. Is about healthy options for dorm cooking has a microwave and kettle. We kind of said before, um, I think like having just alternatives and like a lot of variety. So like, if you look at the pantry every time and all you have is my, is rice and oatmeal, that can be boring. So treat yourself to one new snack a week. If your budget pertains, that could be one thing. Next. Um, my dining hall is awesome with healthy options, vegan food, but all the calories are listed on everything. 
how do I move past this and not let it bother me as much? Um, yeah, that's hard. And I don't, that's yeah, sucks. But I think just like, you're going to have to like, really just like fucking ignore it and like, not even like put any thought into it. I mean, it's like the same thing. Like whenever you go to a grocery store, nutrition labels are everywhere. So I think just like, however you navigate the grocery store and not get triggered that way, just apply that to the dining hall. Yeah. Next one. would love to know how you prioritize wellness when you're busy being a scholarly girl boss and easy to go meals. Um, so I started working since I was a freshman. And so I always had to meal prep. I knew that like, I don't remember when I would do it, but I knew that that was a huge part of my week. You know, I'm not like the keto dudes that like pour their fucking pasta into those like black, like, you know, the one I'm thinking of those black containers, the mm-hmm. reuse, single use ones. But I think having stuff that is really easy or like for me, kit cooking right now is like, I could go make something right now. It could take five minutes. You'll get into the habits of like being able to do shit quickly. But meal prepping is something that can be really nice. If you know you're going to be out like studying or like that sort of like unknown territory, I think that's like always a trigger for me. Like Emma and I always say like, sometimes we just don't go like to certain places because I don't want to be away from like the comfort of having food at access. So yeah, making sure you have snacks with you on the go. And for me, I think like the more, I don't know, take this two ways. The more like serious I got about academic stuff, I think my eating disorder talk went away a lot because it was like, no, I got to learn this really tough thing. I just need to eat food and get back to studying. I don't have time to think about my little vain concerns about how I think my thighs look today. Yeah. I think really just like having a few things in your, you know, fridge that, you know, you can like easily whip up into a meal is like pretty major yeah um next one is salad bar combos I feel like I eat so many chickpeas in college salad bar combo for me it was like spring mix the tofu that was usually frozen half the time carrots cucumber probably some pickled veg and then balsamic vinaigrette I think like it was a very random mixture yeah no mine was the same where it was like random veggie a lot of sun-dried tomatoes they had which I enjoyed now in retrospect would you bring any I would bring maybe a thing of nutritional yeast to the dining hall now that I think about it I should have done that I didn't but those are so cute um so I don't know it depends on your dining hall uh you know it's gonna probably be busted here's the thing if you go to the, the dining hall and you find that there's no like protein sources I'm not gonna say bring in a can of chickpeas but like One thing that I would do sometimes, this is like meal prepping that I would have to do on the road when I was traveling for volleyball and I was vegan and we were in the middle of fucking nowhere in New York state. And I brought those like lupini beans. What are they called? The Brahmi. They're like a bag of beans. I I would always add those because there were never vegan protein sources. Um, Oh, another thing that I remember, don't quote me on this, but I'm assuming that they still do it. I think Thrive Market offers like a free like membership if you're in college. Um, And so I remember signing up for that and like, if you're like someone who is going to like school in like a small college town in Iowa and you like don't have access and like, let's say your dining hall options are pretty bad, but like you have some sort of space in your dorm for like pantry staples, maybe look into like, you know, if Thrive Market offers that membership, so it's free. And then obviously it's like discounted deals. So yeah, I think Thrive Market hasn't kicked me off it yet because maybe they're charging me and I don't know. Yikes. Because <laughs> I think that I was doing that as well. Um, next one, college questions. Are dining halls typically vegan friendly? Um, does, depends on where you go. Next one. How do you deal with cooking your food when you're used to making every meal home cooked and spending money on it seems scary. Um, yeah, I think for me, I definitely got into that like paralysis where I was like, I mean, for me, it was like you spent, you had to eat so many meals in a week. So you weren't getting the actual cost. But I think that when I was a sophomore and I first had to buy groceries, you know, you'd watch all those videos, like I bought $40 of groceries in a week and now I spend way more than that a week. So I think allowing yourself to experiment and like just thinking about what your parents would get at home and kind of rationalizing that. And then next one, college gyms, gym culture and etiquette. How long is not rude to spend at each machine area wait set? College gyms, nightmare, fucking nightmare. Bro culture, just like people that are shitty at stuff. You don't have to be good to go to the gym, but I just feel like a lot of the guys are like just very toxic at the gym. I just have a lot of experiences of like guys being like, when are you going to be done with that? And like just pushy and stuff. So try to go at off times. I know a lot of people go uh, early in the morning before class, which I would do. And then like the midday sometimes is empty. So if you have a midday, do that. But 
I really had to train at weird times of the day, which I didn't love. I train at like 6 a.m. So finding times is going to be the one to navigate the gym. Yes. Um, next, if you could give one piece of advice for incoming college freshmen, what would it be? I think just like to not put any pressure on yourself or like the entire process, like don't put pressure to like make X amount of friends or, you know, I don't know, like just, yeah, I think this is again, like a huge transition for you and it's going to be hard. And I think like allowing yourself to feel all the feelings that you do, like if you are homesick, that's like totally normal. If you feel like lonely or lost, that's going to be normal. Um, I, you know, I am lucky in the sense that like I met my friends really, really quickly, like the first week just through social media and I'm still friends with a lot of those people. Um, but you know, also, you know, freshman year was hard for me in the sense that like my grandma died that year. And that was like really, really hard for me to like process being so far away and not being able to be present for like those last few moments. Um, and so I think it's like really, you know, this is going to be a huge transitional time. And so, yeah, it's going to be normal to feel a lot of feelings and also just like, let your, like say yes to like so many things. Like if someone invites you to go do something like say yes, cause like, that's a great opportunity to like learn and grow. Yeah. Um, I think agree with what Emma said, everything Emma said there. Um, definitely don't try to control who you're going to be when you graduate. I think any sort of like major you place on yourself, have an idea of where you want to go, but if you change course, follow that. I think that's like a grounding thing. Um, I've read through a lot of like my old journal entries and I was always like, just follow your passions and wherever they lead you. Um, I think that's a really honest way. Like, let's say you're a sophomore in college, end of your sophomore year, you take some random elective and you don't expect it to change your life. And that professor changes your life or some shit. And now you're really passionate about marine biology. Go be a marine biologist then. Like you don't really have to follow what you've intended to be there. Once again, no one from college knows who you were in before. So it is that opportunity, like they say, which is cringy to like reinvent yourself. But I think that's one thing that like, even if people know you as one way, when you enter as a freshman, you can graduate as a senior and still be someone else. Um, I think like I'm always saying, definitely call your parents a lot. Like I think a lot for me, I've been very close to my family my whole life. I know that's not the case for everyone, but that was one thing that helped me through it. Um, except that you're going to feel lonely and confused and cry a lot. If you get a bad test score, it is not the end of the world. I know that I thought every A minus I got was going to send me to jail. You'll be fine. Um, so yeah, that was a good question. Next one, talking about eating disorder recovery when in college, I mentioned that I'm in recovery with two of my roommates. Um, I would not do it the first day. Be like, hey, I have an eating disorder um, because that's just, pro- they're probably not going to know what to do with that. Definitely, I would say like, you know, maybe first few weeks, if you can open up to one of them privately. Um, I, I mean- think it just depends how close you are with them and like if they are creating like a triggering or toxic environment for you. But I think like definitely, you know, find and develop some good, like supportive friend group throughout your time in college that, you know, you can like count on that will like not necessarily hold you accountable, but be there for you can like will help you like understand what you're going through. Yeah. And it's a lot more common than you think. There's definitely someone on your college campus that has had an eating disorder. I'm not saying you have to like find them and like talk about that all the time because that can be just like draining as well, but you're not alone. Um, next one in a situation right now. Oh, that was a dating question. Like, <laughs> um, chemistry tips. I don't have any time management tips. How to not feel guilty about taking time away from work to spend with friends. Um, I think like if you want to kind of place that balance between work and friends, like maybe have like one night a week where you go out with friends, so you're really that was one thing that was motivating for me. It's like, shit, I know I got to get my homework done so I can go out on Saturday. So that's a good balance tip, I guess. Yes. Last question. Hi, hi. Question for the back to school pod episode. How does a girly stay awake, focused, present, alive during these dry ass lectures? Because I'll come caffeinated, but I'm still end up mid-lecture and I'm over it. Um, LOL, girl, same. Struggle, be real. I feel like I like I'm excited. And then it's like 30 minutes and it's like, I don't care. Also my classes were three hours long in college, which was like so painful, like after the second hour, um, you know, it's really, I don't have much of an answer here for you. For me, one thing that kind of helped was like multitasking. I would like play puzzles on like my laptop, like do jigsaw puzzles and also pay attention because it like kept me like awake and alert, but I was like still able to like know what was going on in class. 
Um, sometimes I would do both adaptogens, but like they're probably not gonna like help you <laughs> that much. Um, for me, like I think I would use classes that I thought were boring. I would honestly read ahead. Um, I would do my homework for other classes during class, which is bad, but I felt like confident that like, okay, this class is easy. I know I'm going to get an A in it. Um, or I would like reorganize my Google drive folders. I mean, Emma knows the way we organize the podcast is we have all these like Google drive folders within each other. That's like how I would do it for college. And so like, maybe I would like prepare for a midterm for another class. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to take notes on your computer versus like in paper because some some professors at NYU like didn't allow you to have devices open because they knew you would like not be paying attention so yeah you know maybe get good at coloring and drawing like Emma was saying or you could like read ahead um wow college do I miss it kind of I miss having some schedule I miss not having um I miss kind of some part of like that security blanket of like not really having to fully worry about the real world yeah. um and not really having you know having minimal responsibilities but I also like you know being able to care for myself have my own apartment and yeah be financially independent is a very rewarding feeling but also that comes with like dealing with all the garbage that is the adult world and the adult life. And it's like, oh, this is what it is for the next like 60 years. Yeah. So I would say um, appreciate the moment you're in that you don't have to think about money and shit like that. And, you know, you might have to eat some food that has canola oil in it. It might trigger you and you might have to take a boring fucking lecture and do an exam you don't want. But, you know, there's going to be more existential fears coming than very acute fears that you have in college. Uh, so um, another pod we did it girlies um emma what else you got up to on this saturday um i'm getting sushi with a man later yo beyond um beyond sushi no not beyond sushi um real sushi i don't know where the place is he's making a reservation i'm like okay (laughs) you tell me the time and place i will be there and that's about it i did all my adult um errands and tasks yesterday so today is just a day to be silly and live what about you love 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 um I am chronically stressed I have a lot of shit to do actually um like all these deadlines on Monday and you know I'm gonna be doing my logic puzzles I'm gonna be being a content girly if it doesn't rain so yeah my parents were in town for the past two days so I didn't have time to be a girl boss then that's okay. We got to let ourselves live a little, be in the moment with the rents. Um, but yeah, that's episode 43. And again, if you're ever looking for more college advice, we have like a college room in Geneva now where you can kind of ask college related questions or tips and tricks. And maybe another Geneva CMOS girly can help you out because they'll probably have much better um, insight on what college is like now than, than us. We yeah. have graduated. We're past that. Yes. Um, we love you, CMOS girlies. Definitely leave us a review in Apple. It makes Emma and me smile, like the memes, like us. You know what to do. But thanks for listening to What the Fuck is CMOS. Bye, besties. Bye. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.